0: Log Talk Radio. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> okay. All right. They know that even if they don't know me any more than they know the, the, the chairman of General Mills. <laughs> what, are you talking about, what I'm bro. talking about is when you chop my dough down, one, two, three, four, five percent, and then you call it blue magic, that is trademark i You understand what I'm saying? Trademark They tell the truth. Tuesday today is Tuesday, February second, two thousand and sixteen. <clears throat> and I wasn't on air yesterday because I I was fucking knocked the fuck out. I told you I've been sick. I've been busy. I've been running around. I have a baby that has you know issues or whatever going on with his skin, and so I needed to be present for that. So sometimes I'm allowed to take mommy days where I don't do the show and we just go to sleep because mommy's tired. So today. This show um, Is basically about Everybody has to accept the monster And my good friend Saladin Actually did a book called Games um, And it's the uh, psychoanalysis Of you know Trick behavior and the people that fall into it And in his book He spoke about um, when people create A monster such as Frankenstein And then they get mad When the monster comes And attacks them and they get mad when What they have created Lashes out at them, you know, so it's no different than what we rear in our children, you know So if I raise my son to be hateful and he grows up and he's hateful, that's my fault But I also created that because children are born pretty much innocent So I'm going to talk about a difficult subject tonight because my book um, this month is three, three years old And I um you know, I, I, you know, I get mixed reviews about it. Like I, I I have people that are like, wow, I've never seen that type of writing in nonfiction. And I always attribute my writing style to Donald Goins and, and people like that. Um, because it was the first time that I had seen people write from their perspective. And even though he wrote his in a point of fiction, we definitely knew there were some nonfiction components in it. And, um, You know, Iceberg Slim as well Big fan of his work And so that was the first time that I had seen men write like that So when I set out to do my book Let me be clear, because I'm going to be real frank on I don't even know a frank, but I'm going to be real frank on the show I really didn't give a fuck about anybody else But I was tired of people saying, you know, she's so crazy You know, and I prefaced that in the book I said it in my book, and if you don't know what book I'm talking about, I'm talking about the first book that I wrote for myself. Of course, I ghost wrote a book before that, but the book I, my first book that I published under my company, my son's company, and for me was Stay in Your Lane, A Diary of a Hot Mess, which is available on Amazon and Kindle um, as well as CreateSpace. So what ended up happening was people read the book, and I wrote the book from my perspective. We had an editing team that sat there hours upon hours upon hours Um, Because I have what's called ghost hands. So when I get to writing, I'm literally sucking you into the room because I have to be present in that moment. And so everything that I wrote in that book, let me disclaimer, is fucking true. Every single fucking word of it. And let me say something to, to, to be to the point. Not only is it true, I omitted shit on purpose out of respect for certain people, certain people's marriages, certain people's relationships, certain people's children. I used different names, but it was very clear that they would know who I was talking about. So Victor, for example, his real name is not Victor, but I use the name Victor because it means winning. Okay, AP's real name is not AP but those perhaps could be his initials. Antonio's real name is not why, is not what he goes by. You know, so the only people that were real in that book were my female friends, which at the time were Cece and Kendra and, you know, Yadira and things like that. So you have to understand that when I wrote that book, I was in a place of pain, okay? doesn't mean that none of it was true. It just means I was in a place of pain. So what you have to understand is that I never wrote that book for you people. I wrote that book for me. I had gone through extensive therapy. I had, you know, been been fighting with myself, fighting with my demons, fighting with my mother, fighting with my family, fighting with men for many years. So when I wrote the book, Stay in Your Lane, A Diary of a Hot Mess, available on Amazon and Kindle. It wasn't to appease anybody, it wasn't to make myself good, and if you've read my fucking book, there's no way that you could walk away from that book saying that I wrote that in a light to make myself look better. So I'm going to address somebody's mother today, I'm going to address somebody's wife today, and I'm going to address somebody's children today, because I want you to know what happened. So... In the book, there's a chapter called A is for Abuse, and that chapter was very difficult because that was the chapter that came after my father had passed away. So I wrote the book in the order, you know, news fucking flash. The book itself, if you're a writer or if you're somebody that is synonymous with literature, the book was set up where it started with my father and it ended with my son. So I'm teaching you, and I'm I'm trying to show young women, young ladies, what happens. When, and I had a relationship with my father, you know, um, and what happens throughout life when those relationships deteriorate or when they don't exist. So if you look at what happened to me in that book, and especially in the A is for Abuse chapter, and I had a father, what do you think is happening to girls that don't have somebody to answer to or that don't have somebody that has their back or would kill a motherfucker for them? So I got some news recently, um, and this wasn't the first time. So a couple years ago when the book first came out, I had a female friend, and she was saying, you know, I didn't like the way I was portrayed in the book because, you know, it wasn't true. And I said, well, what exactly was not true? Okay, Um, and she didn't like the way that it was set up, you know, so it wasn't that the incidents weren't true. It was that what people would think. Well, I you know, you didn't really care what people would think when you were standing by when I was getting my ass whooped by men. So why would you care what I had to write about you? And I didn't write the book. Once again, you selfish motherfuckers. I didn't write the book about you the book was about me so anything else that was and and listen like i said because people are married because people have children because people have situations i was very nice when i wrote that motherfucking book i was extremely nice okay because it wasn't about you it was about me telling my story so i get information um a couple of years ago where somebody was like you know denise that wasn't fair what you wrote about me you know that i loved you you know that you loved me and why would you say that? And I said, well, because, you know, it was true. And so I hadn't heard anything else about it until recently I get a letter stating that, you know, I'm still, now he's addressing me by my maiden name, which is Miss Scott, because clearly Scott is not my last name anymore because I kept my married name, which is none of anybody's fucking business. But anyways, so, and I'm divorced. So, which I wrote about in the book. So when we get into A is for abuse, the chapter starts off. um, And I went through what happened with my father Um, But nobody talks about that. You know, nobody talks about the situation with my dad or what went on with my mom. But everybody always has something to say about shit when it pertains to them. And that's unfair, okay, because I don't pick and choose what I choose to remember or what affected me in life. You know, I had to live through it. Y'all didn't. So y'all went about y'all marry motherfucking way. So it doesn't really matter to me. So this is what I'm going to say to the wife To the mother and to the children Of the man that I spoke about In the first portion of the book A is for abuse I will tell you this, as a mother I loved your son, I did Um, I absolutely adored him I was never, ever Afraid of him, not once Not once, and we were kids These are things that happened You know, 23 and, and, And 22 years ago It doesn't mean that they didn't happen Though Right? It doesn't mean that everybody just gets to say you have to get over it. Everybody knows it fucking happened. You know, to the wife who was his girlfriend, you know, he beat me in front of you on two separate occasions. You didn't help me. You didn't do anything. You understand what I'm saying? He didn't come home at night sometimes. Okay? So, yeah, when I was in my, you know, late teens, like 17, 18 years old, I was a little. Fatatious, you know what I'm saying, and I was dealing with a man that had a girlfriend, you know, probably a living It was his baby's mom, he never denied her, he never you know nothing, but he was with me all the time i'm seventeen eight years eighteen years old. I like the attention, I think it's great, and no, let me say something else to, you know to that effect for people in therapeutic settings that try to say that I had self esteem issues, I have never thought that I was anything less than the shit. I had a mother, a beautiful mother, and a beautiful father. I've always known that I was the shit, and I was going to continue to be the shit as long as I didn't do drugs or a motherfucker didn't kill me. I was I was not put here to be not about shit. I was put here to be the shit at whatever it is that I'm going to do in this life. So whether that's be a mother, whether that's be a writer, I was I was never in a situation where I felt ugly or where I felt like I was inadequate. Never. Never. And... You know, when I started dating your son, your husband, your boyfriend at the time, your father, you know, we were very much in love with each other. We were very much, our birthdays are a day apart. A lot of people didn't know that. We're both fucking psychos. We're both, you know, moon children. And so we did what kids do, which is I would do shit to piss him off to see if he cared. Because you have to understand that when you come up in a household like mine, had you read the fucking book, you would have known that. I come from a situation where my mother was in abusive relationships. So I used to think that, you know, if he wasn't beating on me, that he didn't care about me. And this didn't start to affect me until I got into my adult life in my nineteen, I'm twenty, I'm off to college, you know, I'm in this major university in my Pace University and I'm trying to date a guy that goes to Clark and I had a a spastic – and this is what a lot of people don't understand, too. So the Detroit guy is the guy that I dated after this, you know, certain portion of this abusive relationship, which I didn't realize was abusive at the time. And, um, you know, me and him broke up, actually, because he wouldn't beat me, right? So I can sit here and talk shit about Detroit all day. But 20 years ago when I met him, when he was up here doing an internship at the Power Authority because he was an engineering major at Clark Atlanta – one of the reasons we broke up is because I was like, if you if you love me, you would beat me. So I would do shit to him. I would, like, try to fuck him up or jump out of cars and shit like that because I thought that it was normal for people to jump out of cars and chase you down the street and drag you back into the car. I thought that was normal because I'd seen that going on in my own home. My mother's been married four times, and I don't want to hear shit about that because some of you bitches ain't never been married once. Okay, so my mother was just that motherfucker that d- motherfuckers was trying to wife her up. She was never really nobody's girlfriend. She was always a wife. So, you know, she was married four times, and one time was to somebody that was not the best at expressing himself. And so because of that, and I speak about that in the book, but nobody ever fucking talks about that, right? Because you know not to say shit about my mother or my father because you you think that everything is fucking about you and it's not, right? So nobody wants to talk about the shit that preluded me getting into this relationship with your son, your father, your husband now, and the fact that the beatings were so explosive that it wasn't every day. No, no, no. And I was with him for many, many years, damn near a decade, a decade, right? And so I get this letter saying that, you know, I should have called, I should call my attorney, but this this, isn't this. You can't call your fucking attorney. I already have one of the best attorneys. And not only that, I was in a situation where it was about defamation of character. I could see that. But you're not a lawyer. You're not a doctor. You are exactly who the fuck the public thought you were. So I didn't have to, whether they knew who I was talking about or not, it didn't matter. I did not defame your character in the least. You are exactly who the fuck I thought you were, right? So now in the letter, he's saying to me, you know, my my kid's mom read that, and, you know, she can read between the lines. She doesn't need to read between the lines. She was there when you yanked me at the pleasure dome and beat me in front of her, okay, and drug me out and then would bring me to wherever we were going to stay at and wouldn't leave me for days, okay? That's what people don't understand. Y'all were there, Right? So when I'm saying, when somebody tells me, like, oh, that was the other thing, he says, I didn't know about any concussions, any broken bones. And it's so typical because I'm not the type of chick that types to to people. So I don't call the police. I'll call my brother before I call the police. I'll call my father before I call the police. Right. So the reason that you you never knew about any concussions, the broken nose, the you know, the, the broken bone in the shin is because I never called the fucking police. And how appropriate, how apropos that tonight the people versus OJ comes on because it was because of Nicole Brown Simpson, that you were not allowed back in the 90s, back in 93, back in night. Well, actually, back in 94, to be exact. I was 18. I was 19 years old in 94. Right. Telling my age. You were not allowed to say that a man beat on you and then the state or the hospital didn't call the police to press charges. So it was no longer the female could go to court and say, I dropped all the charges. It was the state picking up the charge. So you're welcome that I never called the police on your son, your husband, and your father. Never. Not once. Not even when I thought the motherfucker was going to kill me, not a one motherfucking time did I ever call the police. So maybe that's why he didn't know about the damage right? Because then what would happen is, you know, and he wasn't as bad as the second one that almost murdered me. So would I ever say that the Antonio character in my book ever tried to kill me? No. What I will say is that he'd seen that behavior somewhere before. What I will say is he thought that was acceptable behavior. What I will say is that I thought that because he was beating me, that means he loved me, right? Because I've seen that go on in my own home. So now let's talk about the capitalism part, right? So let me be clear. I've given away just as many books as I fucking sold because it's a it's a it's a, a situation that needs to be talked about, right? So I post a status about some dumb shit and get fifty, sixty likes, whatever, whatever. You know, because I don't keep people on my Facebook like that. But I post some real shit. I'll get three likes, and that's how I know it struck a nerve with motherfuckers. And I'm okay with that. We all were at 3Ms when I've gotten dragged out of there. I've seen some of you broads from the 716 get dragged out of 3Ms like that. And I write in the book. It was like a secret society. We always knew when somebody got beat up because we all had the new Gucci link necklace or we all had a new purse or we all had a new leather outfit or a new fur. I didn't just wake up and start fucking wearing fur. I've been wearing that shit since I was little. Okay. And the men that I dealt with were no different. What I can tell you about your son, your father, your husband, was that before he was your husband, he was my boyfriend, except that he wasn't single. I was. So I did whatever the fuck I wanted to do, and he didn't like that. So sometimes he would get angry, and sometimes I would provoke it. You know, he would be like, what are you doing? I'd be like, oh, just hanging out with my friends, whatever. Out the blue, this motherfucker would come out of nowhere. You understand what I'm saying? So as a woman, you can't sit there and hold me accountable for shit that you knew was going on. Like, where did you think he was at when he wasn't coming home? And as a mother, there are very few things that my son or anybody can come back and tell me about my son that I know is not true. So when I get the letter saying that you shouldn't have wrote that because it made me seem like I was a monster, well, that's not my fucking problem. Okay? In those moments, did I I think that you were a monster? Not at all. I just thought you was my boyfriend. Right? But there is a reason that I'm the motherfucking monster that I am today, and you contributed to a small percentage of that, okay? So then he tells me that he wants me to apologize. That will never fucking happen, ever, because you know why? As a grown-ass man, you had no business putting your hands on somebody else's daughter. You have a daughter now. So although maybe you don't beat bitches anymore, maybe you don't choke motherfuckers out, maybe you don't hold them hostage no more, maybe you don't have an explosive temper like that anymore because I know my son saved my life, right? But let's not deal with, let's let's not sweep this shit under the rug. So just like my female friend that sat there and was like, I didn't like the way that you said this, I could have said a lot of shit that would have fucked your whole fucking marriage up, but I didn't do that, okay, you took something that I said, she took something that I said in the book had nothing to do with you. I said all our friends was getting beat. She was getting beat. Her sister was getting beat. You know, our mothers had been beat. That was just what it was. That's what we thought was normal. Honestly, it had nothing to do with self-esteem. It had nothing to do with me sitting there reciting my Angelou poems thinking, you know, I'm extraordinary and this, that, and the third. I always thought I was extraordinary. I never stopped being Denise just because a motherfucker blacked my eye. I still went to work. I still went and handled my business. I was still a sister. I was still a daughter. You understand what I'm saying? And I was still somebody's friend. But I think that what happens is is that when people see that, first of all, I've always said that people have the inability to put the shoe on the other foot, and it's normally men, right? So if you don't think that you were a monster, what the fuck do you think it was that you were? I'm just confused. Do you think that maybe you were something? I, I don't know how you want to say it. I never called you a monster. If that's how you feel, that's not my problem. Okay? I know I'm a monster. I know who I am. I know that when my son comes to me and tells me that he had a nightmare, that I have to, I get to tell him, you know what, you don't have to worry about the monsters under, the, under your bed. Mommy's the monster. I'm the monster, so you don't have to be. You be a good kid. You understand what I'm saying? I tell my son, don't argue with children or, or, or other females. You understand what I'm saying? It doesn't make sense. Right. So as a young girl, because I watched this behavior in my mother, I thought that if, you know, he's arguing me, he cares. If I can get him to get angry at me and fight with me, he cares. And then, of course, there's the makeup. Then there was the question of, he says, you know, we had sex a bunch of times. You act like it was so awful. I never said that. I like sex a lot. And I especially like sex with your son, your now husband, and your father. For many, many years However, the first time That we were ever intimate Was after a situation So to be bloodied up And then give yourself to somebody Because you think that they care And then the touch is very different From when he's punching you in the face Is is different You know, it's different And so you feel like Not that you owe it to him But you feel like I guess this is what I'm supposed to do now like, you've beaten me in front of all my friends in front of a bus station. What am I supposed to do now? So, I guess we're together. Right? And anytime, I always tell women, anytime you try to leave, that's the most dangerous time. The most dangerous time. Anytime I ever got really fucked up, it was because I was like, I don't want to be with you no more. And remember, I'm single. He had a girlfriend that is now his wife and the mother of his children. And respectfully, I respect that. But when you're 17 or 18 years old, you really don't give a fuck. And I'm sorry for that. But at the same time, that, that's, that's that's what it was. I'm 17, 18 years old. I don't give a fuck about you. Y'all wasn't married. Now, the minute that you got married, that was another story. I never touched him. I never, it was nothing like that. However, that didn't take place for years to come when he did, you know, I'm not even going to say, where, you know, when he went away for the first time. Mm. What I will tell you is about your son, your husband, your father was that we had a very explosive relationship and I loved him very very dearly. I was never ever ever afraid of him the way that I was afraid of AP after he tried to murder me. So when you read that part of the book and you take away from that um everything other than the fact that my son, my husband, you know, my dad loved this woman and wouldn't leave her alone. And she loved him and wouldn't leave him alone. And then the final straw was when you beat me so bad all the way down 7th street, because you beat me in front of your girlfriend. And so you couldn't take me home that specific night. And I remember it like it was yesterday. You took her home. Then you came back up here over to my house and I wouldn't let you in, but you saw your friend with the purple car His car was outside because he took me home. You had almost knocked me out. You did it in front of her. And that wasn't the first time, right? So you didn't speak to me. So then there's a portion in the book that talks about where my cousin, I had kind of went low, you know, because I was embarrassed. You know, that was a lot of people. That wasn't three M's. That was the pleasure dome. And uh You know, you did it in front of everybody, at least hundreds of people in there. And that wasn't like the time that you beat me in front of Birchfields either when you got up out of your bed in the middle of the night and found out that I had came home from college, didn't call you, and went to Birchfields. It was like the minute that people saw me, they were like, oh, do so-and-so know you here? All right, I'm going to call And What did you do? You rolled up there, beat me up, same thing. We was holed up in a hotel room for two, three days, okay? That's why my mother never liked your son your father, your husband. He wasn't allowed at my house because the first time he blackmailed my, my mother said, I'm not going to deal with you in this abusive relationship shit. She said the same thing with AP, and she actually put me out the house because she said, I'm not going to watch you go through the same shit that I went through. So he wasn't even allowed to pick me up at my house because my mother would come outside and be trying to accost him in the car, but that was my mother, Right. So my mother knew what was going on. Even up until, like, when she died, he was not allowed to ride past her house, okay? My father didn't know about it because if I involved my father, then your son, your husband, your father probably wouldn't have made it to where he was today. My dad liked guns. He didn't play that shit. I was the only girl, right? So when I paint this picture, it's not that I'm painting a picture to try to make myself look good. I'm an asshole, too. And I would do shit to fuck with him and, and, and pop off on him and whatever, whatever. I never hit your son, your husband, your father first. You understand what I'm saying? And I didn't even start fighting back until the very, very end when I was ready to go. I mean, we did this shit for years, for years. You could come to my town right now, and if you say his name, it's synonymous with my name. Right. Because everybody thinks I'm such as goody two shoes and shit. And then when they be like, oh, nah, but back in the day, she used to fuck with this one. And she used to fuck with that one. The two most notorious out of Buffalo. Okay, your son, your husband, your father. Right. So just know this, that, yes, he was definitely loved, you know, and and of course, I've never been afraid of him. He was a gentle giant. He would have done anything for me. He would have. But unfortunately, because our personalities don't mesh well, we would have killed each other. And that is the truth. When I started dating the man that eventually wound up almost killing me um, right after the beating from him. You know, I was underground for about six months. I was fucked up. And um, again, you're welcome because I never called the police on you. Never. I went to work like that with black eyes, bruised ribs, everything. And I've never called the police because that's just not what we do. I wasn't ready to leave yet because I thought I was in love, you know. And um, that's why I give away just as many books as I sell. So don't ever think that this was a gold mine. I wrote this book for therapy. I didn't think that not one person was going to buy it, you know, but more than one person bought it, you know. And so this isn't a situation where I made money uh, talking shit about somebody else. I made money telling the fucking truth which that money gets poured back into me donating my services or donating my time or sitting down and talking to these young girls about side effects and signs, you know. So I don't understand why your son, your husband, your father thinks that he was the real monster in the book when it's very clear that there was an entire chapter written about an entirely different man that had a different kind of effect on me, that had a different kind of abuse, and never laid a finger on me. To me, that was more substantial than any bruise that I had ever gotten from your son, your husband, your father, right? So when you have people that are young, and you have people that are explosive, and you have people that are in love, it's very difficult to pull them apart. You understand what I'm saying? So each time we tried to break up. It just wouldn't happen. I went away to school. He still came to see me. I went to school in New York City. Come on now, you have to know, so as women, we have to accept responsibility and say these are things that we knew about, and we did nothing about. You had to have known as as a woman as his woman, right that he wasn't coming home at night. You had to have known you know, 20 years ago, that he's beating up on another girl, but maybe you just didn't care because you felt like, you know, it's taking the attention off you. What a lot of people don't know, and and this is how deep the love went, the house that you live in with your husband is directly across the street from my great-grandmother's house. He bought the house across the street from my great-grandmother's house and used to look out for her because that's what kind of man he is, your son, your husband, your father, right? Right? It's just that him and I could not get it together. And we will always have this, you know, weird kind of, you know, no matter what, anytime I would see him, I could be busted lip, black eye, whatever. The minute that he would see me, he would just start smiling. And he would give me a hug or he'd be like, come on, get in the car, let's go. You know, I'm sorry, or you know this, or you know that. He just, I think it was an issue of control. I don't even know that it was an issue uh, that it was just me personally or that he hates women. I don't think that. I don't think that at all. I think he loves women. But I think that when he gets attached, no different from me, you know, he's attached and he's like, that's mine. So till the end of time, my name is linked with his name, not because of my book, but because of the shit that went on in my city with him for over 10 years. This this is like, they, they look at us like fucking Biggie and Faith Evans. You understand what I'm saying? And I just would never want somebody to look at me that way, knowing that I had somebody else. So if I'm married to my husband, which I was, and I'm, I'm known, you know, I'm the most notorious wife. He's got a third wife now. And, you know, they've settled into a quiet existence. But if they were to remember any of the wives, it would be me because I and my husband's been married three times. I had the boy, A, the, the first child, and because I was not just the docile wife that sat in the corner, and I'm American. So you get to the AP part of the book. How could you think that your son, your your husband, your father was the monster? He never tried to kill me. He could have killed me, but he never tried to kill me. I think that what he was trying to do was contain something that couldn't be contained. And we had no business, you know, keeping that going for 10 years or five years or for whatever, you know what I mean? And, you know, you know, being an adult and then having to read a letter for someone that says that you're lying. It's like, were we in the same relationship? And he's like, you made me sound like a monster. I said, I didn't make you sound like a monster. If that's what you feel like you were in my mind, I'm like, that's what you were. I know I'm a monster right now. I know I ain't shit. I'm not. I'm not fit for a relationship. I'm not emotionally stable. Not because of your son, your husband, your father. No, because I just ain't shit. And I have no use for men at this time. Like, what are you going to do? Come in and help me with my business that's already been built? What are you going to do? Come in and help me raise my son? He has a dad. So really, men have become disposable to me because if I can't have the kind of love where a motherfucker is just willing to go, all out and put it all on the line, I don't want it. That's not love to me. You have to everybody has to make a sacrifice. What's your fucking sacrifice? If you can't sacrifice anything for me, I don't fucking want it. Right? So and that that comes from being with men that are as intense as your son, your husband, your father. It was intense. It was some shit I probably could have wrote a whole movie about it. And I told him, I said, you know, at one point maybe I'll write a book that's about you and I however I'm not going to do that and disrespect the relationship that you're in right now so you you got to leave things alone you know what I mean now it, it, the real monster was the motherfucker that hung me in a basement okay and tried to assassinate me and I tried to assassinate him back so people have to understand like you're so fully yourself that you're not even looking at the big picture it wasn't about you to the female friend that I had You're saying that I made you look like this. I didn't make you look like anything. I had a conversation with somebody that um, had been locked up for like 20 years, and he got out, and he says, are you still friends with so-and-so? And And I said, no. He said, you know she was a hoe. That's fucking terrible because I didn't know. But that's fucking terrible that that's what people remember about you was that you were loose. But they don't remember that about me. The number one thing they remember about me was who I was with at the time right and then the second gentleman that i dated the only reason that i was as close with him as i was is because i felt he was going to protect me from your son, your husband, your father although he had never threatened my life nothing like that he was just like you don't have to worry about that i'm not going to do that to you and he didn't for the first year and change you know the abuse not so much you know the the hitting and the beating started with me and antonio quickly The first time I was like, you know, I don't want to be with you. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to talk to you. I'm young. I don't know nothing. I think it's funny. You know, I want to get back with my boyfriend in high school. He was like, not today. (laughs) You know, and it's not funny, but, you know, he never, it just, he's just a very explosive man. And you should know that as a mother, as a wife, you know, or as a child, you should know what, you know, like there are certain things you could tell me about my mother that I absolutely know are true. You know, so a lot of people don't like to read about their shit. You think I want to read about my shit? You think if somebody ever wrote a book about me, you think I don't go around hurting people? Because I do. Hurt people hurt people. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, that was still somebody that I'm intertwined with in time. And nothing's going to change that. And if you wanted to stop it, you know, as a woman, you had the opportunity to stop it. Nobody helped me. A friend didn't help me. Nobody helped me. And I'm not even going to say that I suffered like, you know, in a, in a ball or anything like that. But I will tell you that my way of thinking about relationships was dramatically changed until I started dating, quote, unquote, regular guys. And they weren't enough for me because they didn't want to beat me up. You know, they didn't want to slap me in the face in public. They didn't want to have public fights. I thought that was very odd. Right. And so it kept putting me in dangerous situations because I thought that because he told me he loved me before and after the beating, right? And it wasn't like he beat on me every day, but it was enough, you know, any he got upset. And it wasn't the same type of beating that I got from AP that was almost like that motherfucker was trying to end my life. Any time that me and him fought, it was like I'm fighting for my life. You know what I mean? When I fought with your son, your husband, your father. And I keep saying your husband because y'all are married right now. Y'all weren't married then. But when I fought with your boyfriend, whatever you want to call him, your baby's father, I never felt like he was trying to kill me. I just felt like, you know, he's just trying to restrain me or he just doesn't want me to go. Or he just loves me that much that he doesn't want me to leave right now. And so I have to stay here with him because he needs me more than anybody else does right now. And that's what I thought. You know, honestly, that's what I thought, and that's what you think when you grow up seeing your mom getting her knuckles broken, you know, by her her husband. Not my stepdad now, but the one before. You know, that's what you think when you grow up and you see your mom, you know, fighting her husband and him breaking into your house because he found out where you live. That's what happens when you get police called to your house. As a child, you don't want to involve police. You know, that's what happens when you see your mom get put in the hospital. You know, that's what happens when you're, you know, 12, 13 years old and you're pulling a knife on your stepdad because he's just beating your mom just a little bit too much. Just It was just a little bit too much that day. You understand what I'm saying? So for me, it was very normal. And I don't talk about that shit because that now brings my stepbrother and sisters into a situation that I don't want to talk about because my family, you know, my extended family was involved in one of the first murder suicides in the city. Okay. My stepdad his ex-wife was murdered by her boyfriend so subsequently my other four stepbrother you know stepbrother and sisters came and lived with us you know so I'm sure that that was a very difficult time for my stepdad as well you know what I mean and so what I always tell people is back when my mom used to beat on me my mom used to beat on me so why would I think that a man wasn't going to beat on me if my mom would black my eyes you know I remember going to school once and um I had a black eye because my mom thought I was talking shit to my brother David, and um, she blacked my eye, and I remember going to school thinking, you know, I'm going to have to make up some story as to what happened, and I said that I was walking up in the attic, and two by fours just came and hit me in the face, you know, so I've been getting beat on, you know, for a long time, you know, and I just always thought it was because I was the strongest, you know. And um, that's why I have a problem with being weak right now, because I've already survived all the hardship. This is easy shit. Ain't nobody beating on me. Ain't nobody taking my money. Ain't nobody trying to do nothing to my kid. Like, life is breezy right now. So when you come from a situation where because you're the oldest and you're the only girl and you're in the exact made image of your mother and there's issues there and then she has issues with her mom, you're going to get beat up a couple of times by your mom, you know. Um, And it is what it is. So my first abuser was not your son, your husband, your father. My first abuser was my mother. You understand what I'm saying? So it was very easy to mistake um, somebody loving you and putting hands on you because you, you think that that's normal. And then the MO is always the same. You know, whether it's a male or a female, the MO is always the same. Afterwards, it's, you know, go take an ice bath or here's some ice for your face. Let's talk about this. Why do you make me do this? It's the same thing, whether it was a man or whether it was a female. It's the same thing. It's the same conversation. So why would I think anything different if your son, your husband, your father did it? I wouldn't. The woman I love the most in the world, you know, has put hands on me before. So why would that be any different? And I never... Wrote her book Which my aunt is funny because she prayed on it We had the cover and everything picked out And I literally In order to write my mother's book Would have to break in half Literally break in half I don't think I would have made it I don't think any writer's retreat I don't think a trip to the mountains I don't think anything Would be able to make me write that book Because she was just so mysterious There were so many things And then my mother comes Don't get it twisted My mother came from an abusive background as well Mm. Not just verbal or physical abuse but also sexual abuse so which thank god that's that's not happened ever to me she did protect us from that but you have to understand that just abuse is a cycle and so when you get older and you have children you're trying to break that cycle which is why i don't really date because if you touch my son i have to go to jail you understand what i'm saying and i have been in situations where i've almost fought my mother over my son you know may may she rest well you know, when she wasn't herself, you know, so it's a situation where it just, it had to stop. And so me and my brothers have worked very hard to stop that generational curse of abuse within our family. Now, will I fuck my kid up? Yeah, he's getting smart, whatever, but am I going to beat on him? Am I going to tie him to a table and beat him with, you know, tubing from a a, a asthma machine? No, you know, am I going to beat him so bad he got to take, you know, ice baths? No. You know, but that was very normal for me, and it was almost comforting. So as sick as that sounds, you think, well, my mom loves me. She punches me in the face, so this motherfucker must love me too. He punches me in the face. You know what I mean? He never beat me down consciousness, so, I mean, I guess all is well. So... While y'all are sitting there, you know, saying how shit is not true and this, this, and this, you need to really think about the fact that you know it was fucking true. My pages have been open for years. Not one of you motherfuckers has ever come forward and said, you know what, that didn't happen like that, this, that, and the third, because you know it did happen. There were too many fucking witnesses there to say that the shit happened, and I've had people come to me in private and say, I remember them days, I remember this, I remember that. So you can't say that your son, your now husband, and your father – didn't do those things that doesn't mean he was a monster no 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 the real monster is the one that tried to take me off earth that's the one that changed my life not your son not your husband and not your father did not change my life in the manner that it was changed after you've been hanging in a basement for a while and after you've been shot at and stabbed in a basement and kidnapped for almost a twenty four hour period no your your son your your husband and your father did not do that to me, but I'm gonna cut to a song real quick and get myself together, so we're gonna go to that Rick Ross uh, cry real quick. Grinding that motherfucker till it's yellow brick road Free as a bird, spoken word in my verse On my knees praying, niggas, shooting in the church Wake up out my sleep in another cold sweat I lived on billboard, where the fuck to go next? Go against the odds, and go and get a job Another country, boy, they want back on the farm So far from my goals, but I'm close to my kids gonna cry for Mac Dre, nigga throwing up tears I just wanna be the one, I just wanna be the one you love Volumes. Get it cracking like an eggshell, and this motherfucker make omelets. Get a bad bitch and post up like comments. They don't know what I've been through, don't know what I'm going through. As long as I get through, that's what I look forward to. Richer than a bitch, but still I can't afford to Let these niggas play with me, need to be remorseful I swear I got that silence on that back 90 I kill this nigga with silence, my head's still in the clouds I really feel like a giant, can't trust none of these niggas I murder one of these niggas, then bury one of these niggas Still got dirt under my fingers, that ain't a threat That's a bet, cause they coming at my neck Like the best a man could get, but to make alone Story short, I need a shoulder, cause the devil on One, the other one, I'm looking over be so, <laughs> I just wanna be the one you love I just wanna be the one you run to when you're down I just wanna, I just wanna fly I'ma show you tonight uh, That I'ma put it on you, baby Take your path I, I, I just wanna Make you Niggas like it's Salt Lake City No tents on that pretty ass Bentley I want you to know that some comments don't offend me No. Cause your baby mama so friendly I proceed with the plan one. Weed in my hand Ciroc in my cup Quick pick for a fan Money over bitches First nigga with a race Double and we handle business Cause them niggas getting raped Go get the yellow tape Swell, look straight at 200 acres states A young nigga made it Came from the hood Ain't nothing changed Still lemon pepper on my motherfucking wings. I just wanna be the one I just wanna be the one you love I just wanna be the one you love one. Mastermind, i And i I get high go. in the middle of the night, I just wanna Sometimes I ask myself Do dogs cry? <laughs> oh. oh, oh, Mastermind. Yeah. Of course, my six LPs. I got me all uh, choked Can't up believe over here. But did it? You know what? I feel nah, like I thank everybody that played a part of this. I feel like you know that people want to forget about the shit that they did. So my question would be, what what exactly do you think it is that you did then? So if you didn't do that, what did you do? You know what I mean? So like I said, you know my hospital records go back far and deep. We can pull records. So just because I don't talk about all the shit that happened, that don't mean we ain't got records of the CAT scans, the broken nose, and all that other shit. You're welcome. You understand what I'm saying? Because I'm not the type of broad that fucking call the police. We can handle shit on our own. My mother used to always tell me, you know, uh, unless you're going to leave, don't come and tell me shit about this motherfucker. Now you tell me you want to leave and you want to be done with it, you know, maybe that was her way because she was in her own abusive shit before and she knew, like, you're not going to leave. I watched my mother go back back with the same man over and over again. We moved out twice, moved out our big-ass house twice. And, and you know, he still managed to find us. So I'm like, Mom, how is he finding us? You know, because she still was communicating, you know, with him. And I went through the same exact shit, not even months after my mom was dealing with that shit. You have to understand, I have a sister that's in her early 20s. So when my mom met my stepdad, I was already on my way out of high school. I had already met your son, your father, you know, your father, your your now husband, okay? Mm. You know, so when you have a mom, just dealing with her own shit, she can't really deal with yours, but she know the signs, you know what I'm saying? Just like I know when my son was sneaking, eating cheese and shit, and he know he ain't supposed to be eating cheese. I know the signs, you know what I mean? I know what to check for. I know your skin itchy, you know, but I think that everybody has to accept on some level that we've affected somebody else's life. I think that everybody has to accept a certain level of not shitness. You know, I accepted my level when I had a motherfucker from Houston, you know, fly up, was with me all the time when my dad was passing away, and I just, I really shitted on him, and I, I publicly apologized to This gentleman in my book, because he didn't want to do nothing but be with me, but because I'm used to being with other monsters and other psychopaths, and yes, I admit, I'm a psychopath, that's what I'm diagnosed with, I have frontal lobe fucking damage that causes me to not have empathy for a lot of shit, like, I'll fucking kick your grandmother down the fucking flight of steps in the shopping cart, I don't give a shit. If she's fucking with me, she getting kicked down the stairs. That's just how I am. But <clears throat> I wasn't always like that. There was a level of innocence in me, and those things get taken away every time you got to take an L. Every time you get punched in the face by somebody, and it doesn't—it didn't start just there. You know, your innocence is taken away when you—the very people that are supposed to protect you are hurting you. So it didn't start with your son, your husband, your father. It started in my own home. But nobody was there to protect my mother either. So I don't fault her for that, and I don't blame her for that. Just like I don't fault your son, your husband, your father for that. You know what I mean? I don't fault anybody for anything. I'm never, ever, ever the victim. I volunteered for that shit. I knew exactly what the fuck I was doing when I would call the motherfucker and tell him I didn't want to be with him anymore. I knew that was going to upset him. I didn't give a fuck, right? I wanted to live my life. You, you, You not single. I am. And that's what a lot of you young ladies don't understand. You get into these weird-ass fucking relationships, and you be, I'm not saying share yourself. I'm not saying spread yourself then. I've never done that. But what I am saying is that you're supposed to still be dating people. Like, he's, he was dating me. I wasn't dating him. Like, he had a girlfriend. I was very clear. I stayed in my lane. I was very clear about what my role was. And I think that a lot of these men, which is something that he never did, a lot of these men give these women false expectations and false hope. It was always very clear, okay, this is my baby's mom. This is, you know, I've been with her forever, whatever, whatever. And I I literally would be like, what that got to do with me? I told y'all on my show before I was fucking with somebody down in Houston. He, You know, oh, I got a girlfriend, whatever, whatever. If you don't give a fuck about that bitch, I don't give a fuck about her either. That ain't my motherfucking friend. I don't know her. She don't bag my groceries at Walmart, and she don't do my eyebrows. Those are two important things to me. And she don't work at my liquor store. And I know that's some cutthroat shit, but I'ma just be the first honest motherfucker to tell you I don't give a fuck about your girlfriend. Because if you don't give a fuck about her, I don't. I don't either. However, if I know her, if she if she ever filed a nail of mine, if my cousin's sister's cousin know her, then I would never do no shit like that. But I'm sorry I didn't know you. You know, and you have to understand that I didn't make it easy either. Trust and believe me, this wasn't no, you know, first day you no know, type shit. No, 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 no. We together for a minute. And then we was together for years after that. Nobody was fucking going nowhere. I went away to college and came back. Anywhere I was, he would find me. You know, it's no different than AP. When he found out I was back in town, I don't know who told him, motherfucker showed up at my job. Okay Because I would like to think That the men that I deal with Were special And I had connections with them And I wasn't fucking with them Because of money Or because of any other reason Other than because I wanted to be there So if anybody has to accept Responsibility For being a monster Just like I have to accept it On on February 2nd, 2016 That I have fucked people over I've done fucked up shit to people People have to accept the fact That you have done Some fucked up shit to me Now I'm not going to sit there And harp on it I don't expect no apology Which is what this motherfucker Wants me to give him and he'll never get it He'll die waiting for me to apologize to you For whooping my ass I I wish I motherfucking would You know and it's sad because there's a lot Of love there but there's a lot of love lost And one of the things that I You know I sat down because I have no Issues calling my demons by their Names and saying what it is I would not Let me say this because of those Situations I would never be in a situation You would never hit me once And not get choked the fuck out so I'm proud of the fact that, you know, in those situations, I may not have retaliated. I did with AP. Y'all know about the rice and the bleach and all that other shit. But as I got older, it was kind of like, motherfucker, if you even raise your eyebrow at me, you get knocked the fuck out. And then I'm going to call the police on myself because I don't want to fucking hurt you because I'm sick. Because I'm going to probably hit you for some shit that happened to me in 1989. Dead ass. Maybe that time my mom punched me in the fucking stomach and shit. Maybe maybe I'm, I'm going to fuck you up for that. You know what I'm saying? Maybe the time I was coming out the shower, she whipped me with extension cord and shit she was drunk. I don't know. And I'm not talking about the deceased like that. Anybody that knows me, anybody that knows my mother, and it was amazing to me that when she passed away, that's why I did what I did at the funeral. Because a lot of people had a lot of shit to say, like, you know, I hadn't seen mom. Bitch, don't come to my mother's funeral. If you ain't been around in three, four, five years, don't fucking come to my mom's funeral. Okay, and then everybody was like, "Your mom was always neurotic," which is terminology for I knew your mother was crazy. Well, why didn't you fucking help us? You know, so I I have an aunt that I I don't recall meeting, and I know she sometimes listens to the show. She's you know she's down in North Carolina, and it's my mother's sister. She's ten years younger, and you know my thing is this: I'm I, I may not be very very close with my nieces. I have three, and I have a nephew. But what people don't understand is that if I think that anything is going wrong with either one of my brothers where I need to come get your kids, I don't give a fuck about they mama. I'm coming to get them babies. I don't give a fuck if I only got 25 cents. So you have no excuse being 10 years older than me and 10 years younger than my mother, you know, to say that, you know, well, I wasn't close with her, whatever, whatever. If you knew that she was a drunk or if you knew that she was doing shit, why didn't you come get the kids? And that's the shit. That shaped my life Was the fact that me and my brothers are so close Because we all we had You know when my brother got taken out of the home Because my mother allowed my stepfather To whoop my brother See y'all skipped over that part in the book Because y'all think everything is fucking about you And it's not How dare you You understand what I'm saying It's not about you My level of fucked upness started The day that I watched my dad in the kitchen Lay my mother out You understand what I'm saying my PTSD started then, not when a motherfucker tried to kill me, not anything else. And I've been in intensive therapy for years because of it. And your son, your husband, your father's name has never fucking come up, because I don't attribute me being an asshole to anything that happened during that time. That was just a during. That was just time. Okay, he never tried to kill me. I mean, I I don't, I don't know what he wants me to say. You know, you want me to say that we were in love and we were just kids? That's what I'll say because that's what it was. It was very explosive. It would have never worked. You know, if he called me and was to ask me to, you know, help him out or do something for him, I absolutely would. I'm not afraid of that motherfucker. So you didn't raise somebody and you didn't marry somebody and you don't have somebody as your father of somebody that, that a woman has to be afraid of because he loves women. And I should know because he loved me too, okay, and vice versa. But when you deal with somebody like an AP that has an issue with women, you know, he felt like he was unattractive. He felt like, you know, bitches just did him dirty. He's going to take out that punishment on the whole world. And I was just one of those people, you know. So when I went to leave and one of the things he said to me was, you know, I did everything for you. I paid for your school. I did this. I did that. He said, you weren't supposed to leave. You know, and, and, and literally in that basement, I remember him saying, you know, I, I I can't let you go. So if you took the couple, two, three pages out of the A is for Abuse chapter where I spoke about you, right, and you didn't take away from it that the real game changer, the real person that changed the way that I, I won't even wear necklaces because of this motherfucker, because of being choked out and strangled and shit. So, If you took away from that That you were the bigger monster Then what does that make The other motherfucker That makes him Godzilla You understand what I'm saying So that's not That's not my problem You know what I mean? So you're going to have to get over it, and that's what happens when you grow up in the ghetto. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you for all who tuned in and listened. And y'all know I I do a lot of things, but lying about my own life, that ain't one of them, especially when it's not painted in a good light. There was nothing pretty about getting punched in your face by your boyfriend when you're 19, 20 years old. It's not. But that's part of that 716.